Welcome to the Eden Podcast, where we true the verse of Genesis 3.16, and we discover that God didn't curse Eve or Adam or limit woman in any way. This is True Talk Tuesday, and it's brought to you by the True 316 Foundation. Our website is true316.com. That's tru316.com. And we're the home of the Eden Podcast. We're continuing a three-part series that we began last week um, with Cecilia Croissant, our guest, who is a licensed professional counselor and author, and also she has her own mental health counseling practice. And she also has a new book. What's the title of your new book, Cecilia? The title is A Tools for Ministry Leaders to Help Victims of Abuse. Awesome. And we'll have a link in the show notes to your book so people can find out more information how to get it. Sure. Well, Cecilia, today our second topic that we're uh, dealing with, what is that? The, it is, we're talking about breaking the silence, which talks about the importance of the female voice in the church and the cry of Jesus for oneness in the body of Christ. Okay. All right. So why, let me ask you this, why is it crucial then for women to step forward today? Yes. And, you know, uh, you and I talked a little bit before uh, we started uh, talking on the podcast about feminism and how people who speak up for women in the church are kind of called feminists, you know, in a derogatory way, right? Mm -hmm. And I just want to kind of lay the foundation that we are not trying to be political feminists here. Um, But what we want to do is we want to see the full expression of the body of Christ in the earth. Jesus did not just die for men. He did not just commission men. He did not just put gifts in men. He put gifts in both men and women. And he wants a full expression of himself in the earth. And so we feel that women have been held back because of false theology, because of worldliness, paganism, Greek philosophy, all kinds of conditioning that has happened over centuries, right? And that are we are still... Um, experiencing the effect of today. And so what is on my heart and also the ministry that I lead that is called Women in Community is to uh, to help women kind of catch up and, and see that they are needed, that they have a voice and that Jesus, the head of the church, has put gifts within them that they are responsible for. And so that is kind of where we're coming from. That it's not about like this militant, like, you know, let women, 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 you know, but it is about the expression of Jesus in the earth. Yes. So, I'm glad you're clarifying that because a lot yeah. of people <laughs> have said, you know, when I bring it up to, to other people, they want to label me as a feminist. And that's yeah. the farthest thing from the truth. We don't believe right. in matriarchy any more than we believe in patriarchy. <laughs> there you go. Want the full... We want everything that God has for both yes, yes. And women. And so I think that, um, you know, for us who are in evangelicalism, you know, the part of the body of Christ uh, that believe in 
the Bible, you know, being the inspired word of God, all of these uh, good traditions, you know, but we are actually the group among Christians that have the greatest hesitation or apprehension about female leaders in the church. And overall, um, there are about around 13% of lead pastors. And I'm not talking about within the evangelical movement. I'm talking about in the body of Christ at large um, that are female, you know, 13%, you know, and we need the female voice in the church. And I, I think that is, it's so important because we need to understand that Jesus, you know, becoming human, you know, we call Jesus the son of man in English. And, you know, of course, I'm from Norway. And in Norway, Jesus is, you know, if I trans, uh, literal translation of what Jesus is called in Norwegian is the human son. The point is not that he's wow. male, yes. even though he was. The point is that he's human because that is so important for us to see that he is a representative of humanity and, and that he lived as a human with the human limitations. That is what scripture is trying to emphasize. And so when we use all this male language, you know, language is an incredibly powerful conditioning tool. Yes. And so when we use the male language, especially in English, uh, of he and he who believes, you know, when it's really meaning all of us, the one who believes, the individual, the person, yeah. uh, we are saying that, you know, it's almost like um, this, this uh, idea of a thousand paper cuts, you know, that... It's just one little thing is is okay, but when you hear it all the time, all the time, all the time, yes. then that begins to make a powerful impact. Yes. So, and also, a, I'm sorry, the, what? The death of a thousand cuts, yes. Yes. It definitely has. Yes. If um, I can interject here, it reminds me, you know, God called them Adam. It was Mr. Yes. and Mrs. Adam, which means mankind, humans, yes. you know, and exactly. it says that he, he, he named them both. That was their name. That was their yes. name. And yes. so many times in the biblical language, it may say man, but it means men and women. Yes. Yes. We clarify That's right. Through the True 316 True School Workshops, as we're are looking at these passages, we're unpacking, does this pronoun yeah. mean men? Does it mean women? Or does it mean both? And when yeah. it means both, we need to know that. Yes, that is exactly right. And that's why Bible translations are so important. We need to have correct Bible translations. Absolutely. And, you know, instead of that, uh, when God put gifts in the church, that is absolutely gender neutral. And so many of the passages that we have made into male, uh, you know, we use male uh, pronouns or excuse me, pronouns, or we use male expressions like men or man, uh, you know, is actually gender neutral in right. the Greek. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've and, seen how there's been influenced in our English translation. It mm -hmm. doesn't change the pure word of God. God's word is inerrant, but man has 
interfered in some of these translations and put their spin on it or their, you know, just different words that aren't in the Greek or the Hebrew, but were added. Yes, that's right. Um, That's right. Aware of what is and what isn't added. Yes. And I think that there really needs to be an intentional effort today to bring more women forward in leadership and, uh, you know, so that their voices can be heard, their gifting can be, that there's room for uh, women who are gifted in either teaching or preaching or leading or organizing or whatever it is, that they are given the room to develop their gifting because we need women today. And so, for example, um, the, you know, we had just talked about uh, last week, we talked about the uh, horrible statistics of domestic violence in the church. And I mean, this is, that is absolutely such a travesty and it should be an outrage in the church that this is going on on such a high level yes. in the church, such a high statistic, such a high percentage of people or marriages within that are where spouses both go to church, right. where domestic violence occurs. And I think that is just, you know, that we don't have a greater outrage against that or that we don't address it. Um, and so again, it goes back to what we have talked about before about, uh, Genesis two and three and how we have so misinterpreted that whole passage and the result of the fall and the lack of understanding that both male and female are made in the image of God. And so we, uh, we, we view women as inferior and we hold them back. Um, and so. So that is uh, that is so important because I think that a lot of men who are, are very open for women, they don't really understand why women often hesitate to step forward. And it's because very often they are just so conditioned themselves, right? right. The women are so conditioned themselves that... Um, that they are afraid to step forward. They're afraid to be seen as bossy or arrogant or too forward and so forth. Right. Right. They just sincerely, you know, want to honor God, do what's right and are willing to do what they think they've heard God has told them. Yes. But that's not God telling them. And it's so wonderful when they understand and are set free. And we hear so many testimonies and I'm sure you do too, as you work with yeah. people, uh, yeah. just the new revelation of who God is and how they were made in his image and yes. giftings coming together, men and women and the giftings God gave to flourish and to use them as it represents, we are made in the image of God. So both of us represent our beautiful creator. So every part is just important and just as so. Yeah, definitely. Women need to realize that they can be empowered because their Lord empowers them. Yes, yes, yes. So why are women, well, you've talked somewhat why women are apprehensive about stepping out in leadership. Is there anything more and how can women begin to get a vision for what God wants them to do? Yeah, exactly. So 
again, you know, our culture and of course, religious tradition have so conditioned women to passivity. So we talk about, you know, breaking the stained glass ceiling, right, for women. So, but there's another side of that, and that is to help women to find the courage within themselves to step forward. And so, um, and I see so many uh, qualified women uh, that are hesitant in stepping forward. And it just, you know, makes me think of, uh, and this is what I do a lot of work with female clients as well, is to help them to gain that strong inner self. And by using the word self, I don't mean selfish or anything negative. I mean that sense of worth, the sense of personhood. And so many women have been stripped by that sense of personhood, that sense of worth, both by the way that they were raised and also what the church has taught them, you know, of who they are and their inferiority and that they are only pleasing when they are um, placating others or in the background, right? Right. And so I think of prayers like in Ephesians 3, for example, where it talks about the Holy Spirit strengthening our inner being with his mighty power and that we would get to know in an experiential way, you know, the the multidimensional love of God and be rooted and grounded in him. Right. And and also if you. Uh, chapters later in Ephesians 6, it talks about the the armor of putting on the breastplate of righteousness, which is such a sense of who we are in Jesus, that we have been made worthy and made righteous with his righteousness. And so that is what we strive in, in our ministry um, of uh, women in community. We have a mentoring program and uh, we use um, a curriculum that's based on another book of mine that's called Enjoying the Journey of Transformation. But we try to work to help women establish themselves in that sense of inner strength and righteousness that they are accepted and acceptable and that they are needed in the body of Christ. And so be strong in the Lord, right? Uh, and in the power of his might. And that is an inner thing. It's not something that comes from without, but it's something that comes from within yes. because God lives on the inside of us. And, and so with all of these pieces of the armor are just a simply a description of allowing truth of who we are in Jesus to become internalized. Yes, that so that we value. Yes, that's so important to have, and it really honors God, and it really is sad yes. when women think less of themselves, and of course applies to men also. As a of child, course. a daughter of the King, a son of the King, knowing what He did for us, knowing how He values us, He died for us. To think less of ourselves in still a humble and appropriate way, yeah is, is yes. not honoring God. No, you know, and I, I found that so sad as, as a former pastor's wife and, and just mentoring young women and, 
also. And my heart was just, you know, know who you are in Christ. Yes, yes. we were filthy rags and we came to the saving knowledge of Jesus. <laughs> but now who am I? I'm yeah. daughter of the King and yes. he's given me gifts and he's given me everything to enjoy and to, to honor him in. So again, yeah. we've so taken things and twisted things, you know, yes. when you yes. first mentioned about feminism, so we can't have a value because we might be a feminism. No, that, that isn't what we're talking about. That's right. That's very right. Very confident yeah. and still. Yeah. Be humble, right. Know? And, uh, G, the Bible tells us, you know, love your love each other as you love yourself. Yeah. And you know, yeah. you love other people better when you love yourself because then you don't have some of these these dysfunctional ways that need to interact with people that you can't just fully love them because you have a solid foundation in Christ and who you are and you can love, look at people with objectivity, not judge. You know, mm -hmm. you come from a healthier base to love people. When you yeah, right, right. Christ image. Yeah. So I think it's so important for women to really get a, a true sense, a biblical and a true sense of personhood, you know, so that they can trust themselves, you know, not, not, I'm not talking about independent from God, but really have that sense of security on the inside of them and knowing who they are in Christ, but also knowing who they are uniquely, yeah. you know, how, who God has called them to be. And so because all of that has been so discouraged um, and not encouraged at all, hardly, uh, we see a lot of women out there that have, that are uh, so depressed and so anxious because there's not that inner anchor mm -hmm. inside of them. Absolutely. And so, you know, I think another thing that is so important for women is that they start to become aware of um, biblical female character of bravery, of great courage. There are so many of them, but we never hear about them in sermons. I know. Um, because most of the people in the pulpit are male. And so it's, I guess, not so interesting for them personally. Yes. Um, but you know, if 65% of their congregation is female, <laughs> you know, we got to bring those things out and also women from history, you know, I think of Catherine Booth, you know, who really paved the way for women in ministry and also paved the way for some powerful movements that went on in the late 1800s, early 1900s, that finally led up to the suffrage movement, you know, which helped women to gain their right to vote in 1920. <laughs> it's amazing. That is only a hundred years ago wow. that, that women had that or received that right. So, and also I see how through history, how it's amazing how the the history of revivals and the periods of revivals go parallel with uh, the body of Christ having a strong female voice. You see the parallel when revivals wane, you know, when they fade away, it seems like the church goes back to a male-led, dominated church. 
and institutionalizing uh, and, a, and and an institutionalized church, you know, instead of a fuller expression of the body of Christ. And I also see it, for example, with the um, example of South Korea, and I'm sure most of our viewers, listeners are aware of this incredible church growth that has been going on in South Korea over decades now. And partially because of the full utilization of women. And you can compare that, for example, with the development of Christianity in Japan, where traditionally women have been held back in the church. And Japan has not seen the impact of the gospel even close to the impact that South Korea has seen. Wow, that's interesting. And yeah, that is very interesting. Yes. And even in our own day, uh, in countries, for example, like Iran and China, where women are, I mean, the majority of local leaders or house group leaders are women and how the gospel is just spreading like wildfire. Yes. And it's just amazing how God honors these movements of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm very surprised at the incredible arrogance of some who say that women cannot be used in the church as leaders. It is puzzling to me. (laughs) And it really doesn't even make sense anymore when you realize really the full picture of what God says in his word. Yes. And and when he created both of us, male and female, it it makes such sense. It's a beautiful imagery and fully using both of our giftings. Yes. But it's been, uh, it's been happening since the garden. Yes, exactly. Two and three. And we're continuing to clarify and fight and right. uh, have women be free to know who they are. Yes, Christ. exactly. And so on a practical level, you know, what can women do to grow into their gifting? And we've already talked about, you know, really getting established in their identity in Jesus Christ, but then also begin to explore and become curious about, you know, what, what makes me tick, you know, what is, what is that gifting or that passion in my life? And then seek out uh, mentors. And I'll tell you, when we begin to uh, look for mentors, they will show up. Yes. And we need to encourage uh, mentoring in the body of Christ, especially mentoring of women. It happens very naturally with men, you know, because there are the majority, again, of leaders in the body of Christ are male. And so they naturally bring up other men under them, but we have to intentionally begin to mentor women and then, uh, you know, have women. I encourage women to connect with other like-minded women so that they are not alone. And that is uh, also another function of our women in community ministry is to be that place where women can connect and find like-minded sisters, so to speak, you know, and that we can be on this journey together and encourage one another. Absolutely. And I might mention, I know comparison 
is a lot of a trouble with women feeling they have to compare themselves with one another, but be yeah. who you are. We all have yes. different giftings and one isn't better than the other. You right. know, we all are parts of the body and every part is essential, like the word tells us. So right. whatever God has given you and your passion, yeah. whether it is a leader or whether it's behind the scenes, um, you know, orchestrating leadership or or whatever it may be, all of it is important. So just be who you are, but don't limit yourself, like you're saying, and break that silence. So yeah, that is right. So and we again, pray yeah, go ahead. We go ahead. Just pray today will be a, a real encouragement. I know it will for women to do that and and to start to turn things around for those who who don't know this and are afraid to step out. So any last yeah. comments you want to make, Cecilia, before we wrap it up today? Yeah, just uh, I want to reiterate that this is about obeying Jesus. You know, it is about laying our lives down. It is about not being afraid of critical voices. Uh, anybody who does something for Jesus and steps out in courage. Yeah, you're going to be criticized probably by somebody. But we can't be afraid of that. And because this is all about the kingdom now. It is all about the full expression of Jesus in the earth. And that is what I believe is the heart cry of God for this hour. Absolutely. Amen. Well, we'll end there and we'll pick it up next week with our third subject that we're going to cover. So we'll be excited to come back again. So thank you, Cecilia. We'll see you next time. True 316 Foundation is the home of the Eden Podcast. Join us for $3.16 a month or more. Let's true the verses on the key passages on women and men. Go to true316.com slash partner. I'm Dr. Joy Fleming, co-founder of the True 316 Foundation. We mention many great books on the Eden Podcast. We are making them available to you for purchase on our website at true316.com slash truebooks. That's true316.com slash T-R-U-B-O-O-K-S. These books are by our own True 316 authors, such as Bruce and myself, and by our guests on the Eden Podcast. By purchasing these books on true316.com, the True 316 Foundation will be helped with a small commission, and the authors will benefit directly from the sales. We add titles regularly to our site, so check today and do some shopping at true316.com slash trubooks, true316.com slash truebooks. True 316 is strengthening and encouraging many, and we're getting stories every day of lives changed through our ministry. We're the home of the Eden podcast, and we're getting the word out that God didn't curse Eve or Adam or limit woman in any way. Our volunteer help is wonderful, and we grow stronger with each new true partner who gives to the True 316 Foundation so that we can cover the costs to do the technical work of the Eden podcast, to coordinate our true school workshops like the two-week Eden workshop on Genesis 2 and 3, and to make the True 316 Foundation function in its outreach to scholars and students around the world. You can give now with a one-time gift. And better still, you can join now and become a monthly donor. We call our monthly donors our true partners. Please join now by going to true316.com slash partner.